In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. In the Gospel of today, we see two of the disciples, James and John, went to the Lord Jesus Christ and asked him this question. Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. Many times, actually, our prayers, like James and John, we want a God to do for us whatever we ask. And we go to God with list of our requests. We need this. We ask for this. Please do this to us. And without asking the will of God, without asking the will of God, we should know and we should understand we are here to do his will, not the opposite. Not God is there to do our will. The right way is to ask God the same question that St. Paul asked him. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Not the opposite. Not God, do this for me. I made the decision and you executed. No. It is God, what's your will in my life? All of us in the Lord's Prayer, we say, Thy will be done. But in reality, many of us, they don't want to have the will of God in our life. I don't want God to be in control of my life. I want myself to make my choices, make the decisions, and then God execute all these choices in our life. Actually, God has wonderful plans for each one of us. But when we decide that he does our will, at the end, sometimes God will give us what we ask for. But it will not be for our prosperity. It will not be for our happiness and joy. Like uh, the children of Israel, they insisted to have milk, uh, to have uh, king. They want to have king like the rest of the nations. And when someone was disappointed, God told, told him, they did not reject you, but they rejected me. Don't be disappointed. I will give them a king but they will suffer. And that's what happened to the children of Israel. God gave them Saul, then David, then Samuel, then King Solomon, I'm sorry. And then the kingdom was divided into two kingdoms and wars among two kingdoms. And they suffered a lot because they rejected the rule of God over themselves. So that's our first lesson from the gospel of today. How you pray? Is it your prayer asking God to execute your will? Or in your prayer, you say to God, what do you want me to do? You make the decision, I am here to live according to your will. Then what was the question? The Lord told them, what do you want me to do for you? And they told him, grant us that we may sit one on your right hand 
and the other on your left in your glory. In their mind, Jesus came, an earthly king, to restore the kingdom of David. So now Jesus has 12, his very inner circle. And James and John were two from these 12. And they start to think, uh, then, what is our place in this kingdom? Are we going to be like the first and second person after the king or not? So they, they asked him, we want to be the first and the second in your kingdom. One on your right hand and one on your left hand. And some people say there is a, a blood relationship. Uh, their mother, Salumi, is the aunt of Saint Mary. So they were like second cousins to the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe also they said we are worthy than the rest of the twelve because we are your relative and should be the first and second one in uh, your kingdom. Maybe because also the Lord used to take Peter, James, and John, these three, into certain occasions, like on the Mount of Transfiguration, or when he raised uh, the daughter of Jairus. So they felt they are his favorite. They are very close to him. So now they are worthy to receive the first place of honor and second place of honor. Whatever the reason, but definitely they were motivated by pride, vainglory, uh, maybe some arrogance. Uh, they perceived themselves better than the rest of the twelve, etc. So the Lord told them, you do not know what you ask. My kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. My kingdom is not a heavenly king, not an earthly kingdom. It is heavenly kingdom. My throne here on the cross, my throne here on earth, is a cross. The Lord reigned on a wood. This is my throne. So, if you want to be on my right hand and on my left hand here on earth, means you need to drink from the same cup I will drink and to be baptized with the same baptism I am baptized with. What is the cup? The cup, the Lord carried our sins. That is the cup that he drank. Our sins. He carried all our sins. He became sin and he became curse according to St. Paul for us. So I told them, are you willing to drink the cup? And what is the baptism? In, in, on the cross, his body was smeared with blood. Baptism is, is like, in, in the Greek word, the same word like die, die, D-Y-E, to, to, to die like a clothes. So his body was smeared with the blood. As if he was baptized in blood. So he told them, 
Can you be baptized with blood? That's my first and second place. Of course, not knowing what he was talking about, just they said, we are able. We are able. They did not think about it. So the Lord told them, okay, you will indeed drink the cup that I drink, and with the baptism I am baptized with, you will be baptized. How James and John drank from the same cup? Because both of them are apostles. Uh, apostles with rank in priesthood. And, and the priest actually is intercessor for his people. Uh, in a way, he carries the sins of the people and then put the sins of the people on the sacrifice of Christ. Uh, that's why usually in the tunic of Abuna you will find two crosses. A bigger cross in front and a smaller cross in the back. The big cross in the front represents my personal sins. And the cross in the back represent actually the sins of the people, but we call it the ignorances of the people because they did it out of ignorance. And we put it behind our back. We don't keep it in our memory. We forget it. And it's small like the, the priest is aware of his own transgression. So say, my sins are in front of my eyes all the time. But the ignorances of the people are behind my back and they are small because they did them out of ignorance. So Peter, uh, sorry, James and John, as priests, they carried the sins of their people. Uh, and, and they carried the sins and the confessions of the people and they put them on the sacrifice of Christ. When we go in confession, Actually, we lay our sins uh, in front of the priest and he carry them and, and transfer them from us and put them on the body of Christ. That is a cup, because we said the cup is the cup of sin. But what about the baptism? We know James, the son of Zebedee, uh, was the first one to be martyred among the 12 apostles. Yes, the first martyr is St. Stephen. But the first martyr among the twelve is St. James. St. James is the first one who was uh, martyred. Uh, St. James actually preached in Spain, and after that, when he returned to uh, Jerusalem, after preaching in Spain, Herod killed him, as we read in Acts chapter 12. John was not killed. John was not martyred. So how he was baptized? Yes, he was baptized by uh, the, the suffering for the name of Christ. He was exiled to Patmos, uh, an island in Greece. Uh, and many times, actually, he suffered for the name of Christ. So although literally his blood was not shed, but psychologically, he, was, uh, he suffered a lot 
for the name of Christ. So both of them drank from the same cup and also uh, were baptized with the same baptism. Then the Lord made a switch about the eternal glory. He told him, on earth, that's my first place and my second place, to drink the cup and to be baptized. But in heaven, the eternal glory in the kingdom of heaven, this actually, uh, it's not mine to assign, but it is for those for whom it is prepared. Uh, God prepared the first place and second place to be in his right and on his left. This actually was prepared by God the Father. And in the tradition of the church, usually you have the Saint Mary on the right hand of Christ and Saint John the Baptist on the left hand of Christ. This dialogue, although the Lord did not promise them anything, but the rest of the disciples, they began to be greatly displeased. So, these two disciples were attacked by vainglory, and the rest of the disciples were attacked by jealousy. They became jealous and envious of these two brothers. But the spirit of envy and jealous is very destructive when we start to say, why him, not me? Why him, not me? The spirit of envy and jealousy is also triggered by uh, pride because I feel that I am worthy. I am better than him. Why he received this honor and not me? Why he took this opportunity and not me? I am better than him. So when the Lord saw this, he called the twelve and told them, there is difference between authority in the world and authority in Christianity. To be in a place of authority in the world is totally different than to be in Christianity. In the world, the, those who are considered rulers over the entire lord it over them. Lord it means what? They want to be treated as masters. They want to be treated as lords. And everybody is subordinate to them, is inferior to them. And their great ones exercise authority over them, exercise control in a dictatorship. They make the decisions, they control everybody. But it shall not be so among you. Even though you will be leaders in the church, but you should act differently than the Gentiles, than the world rulers and leaders. In, in the world, rulers and leaders want to be treated as lords, as masters, everybody is inferior to them, and also they want to control everything. 
But you should not have the same spirit among you. If you want actually to be great, if you are a ruler, if you are a leader in the church, then you shall be a servant. That's why the Lord washed the feet of the apostles. To tell them, to tell them I am the Lord and Master and I wash your feet. Go and wash the feet of one another. Sometimes in the church, we act like the world. The bishop treat the priest as inferior, priest treat congregation as inferior, Sunday school coordinator treats Sunday school servants as inferior, and so on. This should not be the spirit among the leaders in the church. Pop Shenouda, and by the way, today is the uh, anniversary of his enthronement 49 years ago. Uh, Pop Shenouda uh, used to say, among your brothers, be as a son. Among your brothers, be as a son. And among your children, be as a brother. So, a true leader, among his children, he treats them as brothers. And among his brothers, he treats them as fathers to him. That is the spirit of uh, leadership in, in the church. So, if you want to be first, if you want to be great, you be a servant. And if you want to be first, shall be slave of all. Then, don't seek control. Don't seek uh, that your will be done all the time. Be humble and ask others and put others in honor in front of you. That is the true leadership. And it's interesting that right now, actually, in, in, in leadership, they say the best style of leadership is the servant style. A leader who treats his group as a servant in a spirit of service. That's the best style of leadership. There is I style, there is we style. I means my word will be done. We, we discuss everything and we make a decision together. But the best style is the servant style. I am here to serve you. I am here to help you. You are my masters, you are my lords, and I am here your servant and your slave as the Lord Jesus Christ. Then the Lord said, you told me you want to be on my right hand and my left hand and my glory. See the style of my leadership. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. So I did not come to be served. I did not come so people can honor me and serve me. No. I came to serve. And he was wandering and traveling from place to place to serve the people, to heal the sick, to feed the hungry, to support the needy, to raise the dead. That's what he was doing. 
And then at the end, he offered his life as a ransom for many. Ransom means he uh, did not spare his life in order to spare our life. He sacrificed his life in order to save us from eternal perdition. That's how the Lord, you know, demonstrated to us his leadership. Son of man did not come to be served, but served. In the paradise of monks, they asked uh, Saint Bachum, why monks are not uh, as strong as before? And his answer, he said, because the ill elders want to be served by the younger. So if I'm an elder in a monastery, I want the novices and the young monks to serve me. That's why the, the, the monasteries, according to St. Bachum, are not strong spiritually like before. Because this should not be the way. The elder actually should serve the younger, not the opposite. That is the spirit of leadership and fatherhood in the church. So what is the message to all of us today? If you want to be the first, be the last. If you want to be the greatest, be the servant of all. Take the example of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ask his will to be done in your life, not your will be done. And put others in front of you. Give them glory and take the last seat. Then God will glorify and honor you in the last day in front of everybody. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.